Hi, welcome to the Us and Kids podcast. I'm Jan Talen. I'm your host. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, a wife, a mom, and a grandma. And I am talking to you today about transitions, thinking mostly about the transitions that your little ones are going to start to make, as well as you, as we get much closer now to the beginning of summer. So this is like late May when you're going to be hearing this, and I'm hoping that it's pretty where you are. I'm hoping that your kids are enjoying outdoorsness and a little bit more freedom, that maybe the clutter is ending up on the outside of your house instead of the inside of your house. All of those things are really good things to have happen this time of year. However, we know sometimes that the transitions, making these changes from season to season, is not always easy for us, but maybe also not so easy for our kiddos. So let's just talk a little bit about what happens to our brains and our bodies as adults and as kiddos, and then what to do about that and how to manage it as best we can. So let's start with you, with mom and dad, because you're the leaders and your kiddos are going to follow your leads in some way. So for some of you, spring is wonderful. You're so excited about it. It's good to see the snow gone. It's good to see the gray get gone. The sun is coming out. Oh, what a relief. And for others of you, it's like, oh, no, no. Everything is blossoming, and I now have headaches, and my nose is running, and my body aches because the allergies from everything blooming is crazy. And for me, my life is much easier when it's contained inside my house. And now I have to keep track of the kids outside the house, which kills all the things I need to do inside the house. And I don't know how to manage all of those schedules. Maybe spring sports starts for some of your older kids or for you, right? And then there's yard work to do. And there's a whole list of other things that have to happen that make this transition for you a little more anxiety producing because there's all of a sudden all of sort of the get ready for summer, spring catch-up, winter cleanup to do. Hmm. Okay, your kids are going to follow you. If you're anxious, they're going to be anxious. I'm not saying stuff your anxiety. I'm saying be aware of it and decide what to do with it. To either tell it to settle down and make yourself a good plan for what to do and when to do it. I've been very busy trying to figure that out. It is spring planting season for me trimming some trees, getting the grass up and going. There's a lot of things that are happening at my house too. And I've had to sit down a couple of times and just say, okay, plan it out, write it down, what's happening? Because if I have a plan, I'm much calmer about things, far less anxious or crabby. Might be a good idea for you too. What's our plan, your plan, for how we're going to make the transition? Use your calendars, use paper, And communicate with each other. Talk with each other about it. Remember to say, how can I help? What would you like me to do? I've got an extra 20 minutes. How, what can I do? And it might be pick up something in the house, or it might just be, can you bring the yard tools and get them off the front yard and back into the shed? Not that hard to do, right? But somebody needs to do it. So, Part of the piece that happens in transitions between the two of you is to plan it together and to help each other. Transitions are usually much easier done together when we're on the same page. 
not just in like lip service, but also in actually doing it. Transitions for your kids are easier when you do it with them instead of just standing aside and going, well, let's see what's how this goes. Because watching and judging usually ends up with crabby messes. Not good for you and your spouse, your partner. Not good for you and your kiddos. Okay, so let's say that you've got a bit of a plan. It's not going to be perfect. We know that. We're parenting little ones and it's busy. Um, So, yes, you and your spouse are mostly on the same page and you're accomplishing it at somewhere in giving yourself around a B grade. So some days are C minuses and D pluses, and other days or moments are A pluses, right? Because that's what we're looking for in transitions. They're not easy, and we don't expect them to necessarily always be smooth. We do expect them to transition. Things are going to change. And so... We have to deal with that truth in a calm way so that we can get organized. All right. Well, our kiddos can tell things are in transition. It's lighter outside that we've hauled out the bikes or maybe the scooters, maybe the rollerblades. Obviously, they're seeing um, some shovels and some rakes they haven't seen for a while, and the sun is staying out longer. It's not so dark when they go to bed. Hmm, what are we going to do? Because our kiddos love, as they're young, consistency, routines, dependability. It's how they know that they can trust us. It's how they know whether or not the world around them is trustworthy and safe. Hmm, you're right, right? Okay, not always easy here for kiddos. And yet, you're the Peace that's going to be consistent. The weather is going to change. Okay, what we do outside is going to change. Our consistency is going to be with our kids, that we are with them, that we are doing the transitioning with them. Usually we hope that you are doing this gently so that as the kids are like, no, we're not going to sleep. It's not dark outside. And we can say, yep. Okay, because we always go to sleep after supper. We do supper, then some playtime, and then bedtime. And that's what we always have been doing, and we're still going to do that. What's different? We did some playtime outside. Maybe we ate supper outside. But we're still going to do the same. And as you name what you're supposed to be doing, what is that routine? If you can name it, your kids will then go, oh, yeah, that's right. And they'll make that transition, not perfectly, but they will begin to make that transition with you. A transition, just by nature of the word, is something that takes time or is a process. So we don't expect our kids to do it perfectly the first time because it's a transition. It has differences in positioning and differences in our mindset and differences in our behavior that we have to move forward and still be able to think about. And so we want to be sure that that's happening for our kiddos. That we're giving them space to try to figure out how to make these changes and how to shift their mindset that even though it's light outside, they still can go to sleep. That light isn't just for being awake. Sometimes light means you can go to sleep. And sometimes I remember saying to my kids, yes, just like when you take a nap in the light, 
Now we're going to go to sleep in the light, and we're going to wake up in the light. For us in Michigan, we probably took a nap in somewhat of the light, but then we went to sleep in the dark, and we woke up in the dark. So this is a change, and we're going to talk about it with our kids and affirm it with our kids. This takes energy, and it takes a change in mindset, and those two things are important to teach our kids how to do. We have to know how to do it ourselves, so we have to make our own switch in mindset. We have to make our own switch in energy so that they can follow us. How do we know when our kids are struggling with these transitions? And I'm talking about transitions of weather and some activity, but we could be doing the end of uh, a daycare situation. We might be doing the difference in mom and dad's change in job schedule. Um, we might be doing a difference in who we see and who we hang out with. There are lots of changes here that could be happening. And our kiddos are going to tell us that they're struggling with a transition, that they can't figure out how to change their brain around it, if they're throwing more temper tantrums, if they're crying or whining as they get older, if they're just resistant, they're like, no, no, I won't. I don't want to. They're just ignoring you. Delay, 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 you know? I mean, you know how it goes, right? But I want you to hear that when they're overwhelmed by these big emotions, when they're confused, when they can't even seem to hear your words, that what is happening for them is that they are trying to figure out how to think differently and how to behave differently. They're trying to evaluate whether or not their real world is safe. And in doing that, we want to pick up on their clues because we're going to parent with kindness. It doesn't mean I'm going to let them get away with things. But I am going to just bit by bit keep on talking with them about, yep, this is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to talk about what's different and what's the same. So what's different is that it's light outside. What's the same is that we still do wake up, we still do eating, we still do rest time, and we still do bedtime. We probably still have a bathroom in there somewhere, right? Those are the things that are the same. And I'm going to do that as close physically to them as I can, with as much touching as I can do, with as much cuddle, arm around, those kinds of things. In the transitions, whatever transition is, I'm talking about weather and sort of change of seasons and maybe change of the school year and how that might change things. But for many people, this could be a change in moving to a different location or a change in childcare people. Um, lots of different things can happen here. Our kids need to know that we are going to be there. We are there steady. And so arm around with lots of messaging that say you're here for them can often help their kiddos make those transitions. Um, places where you can see this struggle happen, I'm guessing that most of you would know these, but we're going to list them. Kids can struggle when nap times and bedtimes change. If now, because it's a change in weather, or we've moved, or we're redoing bedrooms, we're moving to different bed spaces and sleep spaces, we might want those kiddos to practice that a little bit. In the daytime, start playing in the room by themselves, getting used to their bed, but being okay with if they still need to sleep in the other room for a bit, or have you sleep near them, it's okay. 
Do that for a week or two or a month. It's all right. Their minds take time to make sure that they are safe. And when they're feeling safe, their anxiety will go down and their good behavior will come back to the surface. It will. Just stay with it. You'll see kids be distressed about things like if they got to go to the community pool or you opened up a backyard swimming pool or, or water space and they don't want to quit. That transition to stopping it can be pretty hard and sometimes it feels like we have to be pretty harsh about it. Just remembering that you're going to tell them, remind them, this is what we're going to do next. Let's remember how to do this next. We're going to eat or we're going to go ride our bikes. Those kinds of things. We're teaching our kiddos how to transition. But we're also remembering that our words matter, but how we transition also matters. Often, at the end of the day, for me, that transition from stopping to play, getting to eat, and getting to bed, I had to work really hard to try to hold my emotions in check because I was tired. Um, often, when we lived in California, it was very hot. And I was weary. I was really sort of heat-weary. And I had to work really hard to get myself cooled down. One of the things that I would do in order to help myself transition so I could help the kids transition is I learned how to do a really fast run upstairs, cold water on my face, or a really fast cold rinse off shower just to pull my body heat down and get my brain back to feeling normal. It was often worth sort of the anxiety of, is everybody okay for that length of time that I disappear? <laughs> there you were. Do what you need to do to make your own transition a healthy one because your kids are going to follow you. If you're an absolute mess in the transition, they're probably going to be a mess too. So take a deep breath and make your own personal plan, emotional and behavioral. How are you going to make the transition over into supper time? Or how are you going to manage through and make it through to bath time and bedtime without so much screaming and stomping and yelling and distress? With no regrets. Transitions take some planning. Go for it. Make a plan. Write it down. Don't depend on your brain to remember it. I wrote my stuff down, and I've often put it in the kitchen cupboard. I put it on the kitchen countertop. I put it in my bathroom so that I could see it and remind myself. Keep your routines as best you can and tell your kids what's the same and what's different. Talk with them as they're four, five, six years old, even three-year-olds, telling them what's going to happen and reminding them that, okay, this is what's going to happen next. So today we're going to have Sally come over and she's going to stay with you while mommy and daddy work until three o'clock, which is after rest time. And then mommy's going to come home and then we're going to go to the grocery store and we're going to stop by and see grandma. Our kids are not going to remember all that, but you're going to keep saying it to them so that they can hear that you're with them and that they're with you. This is what we're going to do together. It lowers that anxiety. When your kids start to act funny, quickly settle yourself down and, and just sort of remind them that they're okay. Where you have the time, say, what's the matter? What are you worried about? And gently, genuinely ask that. Because it will help you and it will help them. 
become more patient and do the transition together. You know where you can. Use timers, especially when it's time to wind things up or when you're getting ready to go somewhere so the kids see that there's a positive. Not only do we see have the timers for when something has to end, but we also use the timer for when somebody gets to start. Because kids sometimes just love that race against the timer. For some reason, they never argued with the timer like they argued with me. If I said, the timer is set for five minutes, we got to be ready to go. They're like, okay, and all of a sudden they're scurrying. But if I say we have to go in five minutes, nobody moves an inch. But the timer has the power. Use your timers. you got phones. Set them for do the five-minute timer, do the three-minute timer, do the one-minute timer. Okay, give them all different sounds so that the kids know what they sound like. Make it fun, but use it. It'll help the kids know that that transition's coming. Our kids love visuals. So where you have a regular schedule of some sort, even if it's going to be messy, okay, writing that schedule down can be really helpful to you, but also to your kids. That putting it on the refrigerator, putting it in the room or in their bathroom where they can see it, all of that can be really, really helpful if you just put it on paper so that they can see it. Our younger kids love this kind of sentence, and it goes like this. First, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do this. They'll remember those two things. If you use those two keywords over and over, first and then, you all of a sudden, you'll hear your little three- and four-year-old say it back to you, and you'll giggle. And you'll go, you're right, because they're listening to you, and they want to know what the plan is. They're safe when they know the plan, and they calm down. Now, this makes it sound like you are in total control and the kids have nothing to say about it. But that's not really true. Transitions are better when kids have some power in it. And that means that we give them some choices. Okay, is there a choice about going to bed? No. Is there a choice about what PJs to wear? Yes. Do I care if they sleep with their head in one direction or the other? Usually not. Okay, do I care how many blankets they have on them? Whatever makes them comfortable. Choices. Okay, give them choices in food, give them choices wherever it doesn't really matter. Don't make these things about power plays and about you being in charge and in control. Your kid's going to feel better. They're going to have less anxiety if they have some influence in the transitioning. So sometimes that's lower your values. Sometimes that is, yeah, wear the old tennis shoes. Wear that 2T shirt even though you really need a 4T because it's not worth the fight in the transition. You can pick the fight later, like halfway through the summer, but today maybe not. Just let them make the change. They felt really secure in that two-year-old shirt, so they had enough courage to go and do what the then was. For the you did the first, now it's the then we're going to do this. And in that then, they're a little nervous. They put on the 2T shirt when they should be wearing 4Ts. Let it go. It's their courage. It's their armor. Off we go. Not always easy for us to do, right? Remember that for kiddos in transitions, moving their body is really important. Moving their body, yes, do that. Because in moving their bodies, they can move their brains and they can create that brain space that they need to be able to think about this and get the first this, then that to actually happen. Without them resisting, fighting, fearing, pulling away. Also, 
Music is another great way to help kids transition. Okay, some moms have a get in the car song, and they, when everybody starts to sing that song, we know that that's where we're moving is off to the car. I don't care if you make up a song. I don't care if you play, one of my kids plays Rocky. They play the Rocky song, and the kids know it. And then all of a sudden they're happy, and they're feeling empowered, and they're feeling brave, and off they go. It's a great thing. Pick something that for your kids and for you will help you move from the first we were going to do this, now we're going to do that, and go with it. For some of our kids, for some of us as adults, we make transitions easier if we have our special something with us. Well, sometimes for me, if I have my special spouse with me, then I'm feeling pretty safe and secure. But sometimes I just want my water bottle. Sometimes I want some chocolate. But our kiddos, listen, if we're adults and we want something to help make a transition, do you think maybe our kids don't want those things too? If they need their stuffy, if they need their blankie, if they need their water bottle, take the minute and get it. It will help them transition. They have to make a change in their skill set, in the way they think. They're going to have new feelings. They have new fears. Get something to add a little comfort to that, to just take it down a notch. Just go ahead and make sure that they have whatever they need to help in that transition. Okay? This is not creating a dependency or not make, or, you know, letting them be wimpy. Okay? We do this in our everyday life all the time, and we help our kiddos with it as well. Transitions aren't easy, and we want to think about it Prepare for it emotionally and behaviorally. As we prepare for it, our kiddos will also be able to go with it. You know, I've said to you, parenting's not easy because it requires good behavior from us as we try to have good behavior within our kids. And the Us and Kids Communication Program is a program that really helps us develop both of those things. It gives you good marriage skills, personal growth skills, and parenting skills all in the same program. You don't buy several of them, you buy one program. It teach you core communication skills that help with everyday life, emotional management, and tension control. When, when things are tense in the house, how do we manage that and keep it dialed down so that we can resolve it without regret? We teach you all of those things. A pretty comprehensive program, but it's really good. It will serve you for a lifetime. I'm along there with you, teaching you and talking with you and encouraging you along the way. Check it out on the Us and Kids website. Our method for learning using the DNA method of defining your dreams and your desires, choosing your eight core best skills that we'll teach you and you will learn, and then applying them well makes it so that your home life and your married life is really fulfilling, really unlimited in the conversations and experiences it can have, and really naturally good. I hope to see you there. And for today, I just encourage you to enjoy the transitions and have fun with your family. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.